Welcome to National Gallery of Art Music Programs, a podcast offering a deeper understanding of the art of music. In February 2010, the National Gallery presented two concerts in honor of African American History Month. We hear the one that was presented on February 14, 2010, a selection of chamber music masterpieces performed by the only all-African-American professional chamber music ensemble, the Ritz Chamber Players. This was a collaboration between the gallery, the Cultural Programs Department of the National Academy of Sciences, and the National Academy's African-American History Program. The head of the Academy's Cultural Programs joined Stephen Ackert, head of the National Gallery Music Department, to talk about the concert. I'm very pleased to begin this podcast with a colleague from the National Academy of Sciences. J.D. Tilasik is the head of their cultural programs and counts for me as a colleague who consistently makes an effort to present classical music concerts to the public, free concerts as they are at the National Gallery, in an institution where presenting concerts is not actually a part of the institution's basic mission. J.D., perhaps you could tell us a little bit about how all this got started at the National Academy and why it's being done today. Thank you, Stephen. Um, The National Academy of Sciences has uh, presented not only music programs, but also an art exhibition program for almost 30 years now. Um, It's primarily a uh, public outreach um, to bring people into our, our beautiful historical building on Constitution Avenue. Uh, but also to uh, present cultural programs is to present sort of the, the, you know, the intersection between art and science, it's sort of where uh, science meets humanity, so to speak. Um, so most of our programs, as you stated before, are, are free and open to the public. And um, we were very pleased uh, to, to join the National Gallery of Art in the um, presentation of music programs. In February, both institutions were taking advantage of the National Observation of African American History Month. Can you tell us a little bit about how observation of that month works into the Academy's programs? Certainly. Uh, The African American uh, History Program, uh, which is under the umbrella of cultural programs in the National Academy of Sciences, uh, was first established in 1986 uh, with the goal to heighten awareness of the contributions of outstanding African Americans to science, engineering, and medicine. Uh, and to the nation's welfare. Uh, in, key, in keeping uh, with the objectives of uh, Carter Woodson, who uh, was he, an African-American historian, journalist, and the founder of what eventually became known as African-American History uh, Month, we uh, organized a series of AHP events, which include lectures, uh, the Family Day at the Caution Science Museum, uh, a- as well as our concert series. Um, this uh, concert series uh, reminds us uh, of uh, the African-American uh, contribution uh, to all areas of, of human endeavor. Thanks for joining me. Thank you, Stephen. The National Gallery and the National Academy of Sciences were pleased to present the Ritz Chamber Players in honor of African-American History Month. But, as you will hear in a moment, this is an ensemble of high standards, one that we would be pleased and honored to present under any circumstances. The Ritz Chamber Ensemble is directed by clarinetist Terence Patterson, a Jacksonville, Florida native who has played in the Florida West Coast Orchestra and the Sphinx Symphony of Detroit. He attended the Peabody Conservatory of the Johns Hopkins University, 
where he studied with clarinetist Lauren Kitt, principal clarinetist of the National Symphony Orchestra. The flutist of the Ritz Chamber Players is Judy Dines. She's a native of Washington, D.C., who won first prize in the National Symphony Young Soloist Competition and first prize in the Temple University Student Soloist Competition. She's a graduate of Temple University and was a master's degree candidate at the Peabody Institute. She currently plays in the Houston Symphony Orchestra. Carrying the ball as principal violinist in this Ritz Chamber Players concert was Kelly Hall Tompkins. One of New York City's most in-demand violinists, Ms. Tompkins enjoys a dynamic career that spans solo, chamber, and orchestral performance. She has appeared in recital in the Dame Myra Hess series in Chicago, the Peggy and Yale Gordon Trust series in Baltimore, and she's been a soloist with the Dallas, Greenville, and Monmouth Symphony Orchestras. One of America's very few professional African-American violists, Amadi Azikawi, has been heard in recital with the Chamber Music Society of Lincoln Center and at Alice Tully Hall, the Kennedy Center, and the Piccolo Spoleto Festival in Charleston, South Carolina. A member of the faculties of the James Madison University and the Indiana University Jacobs School of Music, Azikawe is also director of program development for the Gateways Music Festival in Winton-Salem, North Carolina. A member of the faculties of the James Madison University and the Indiana University Jacobs School of Music, Azikawe is also director of program development for the Gateways Music Festival in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. The role of the cellist in a chamber ensemble is a very important one, and in this concert it was ably filled by Tahira Whittington. She has appeared as a soloist with the Ann Arbor Symphony and the National Symphony. She received her Master of Music degree in cello performance from the Juilliard School under the tutelage of Joel Krosnick and her Bachelor of Music degree at the New England Conservatory as a student of Lawrence Lesser. There were two men by the name of Terence on the stage when the Ritz Chamber Players performed at the National Gallery. In addition to clarinetist and ensemble director Terence Patterson, we also heard the artistry of pianist Terence Wilson. Since his professional debut with the Philadelphia Orchestra, Wilson has appeared as concerto soloist with the symphony orchestras of Atlanta, Baltimore, Cincinnati, Dallas, Detroit, Houston, and St. Louis. He has also made highly acclaimed recital debuts at the 92nd Street Y, the Kennedy Center, and the Louvre Museum. To open the program, the three string players and the flutist of the Ritz Chamber Players came on stage to perform Mozart's flute quartet in D major Kirschel 285. The movements are Allegro, Adagio, and Rondo. Thank you. 
We heard members of the Ritz Chamber Players, the only all-African-American professional chamber ensemble, performing Mozart's Flute Quartet in D major, Kirschel 285, in concert at the National Gallery of Art. The program continued as the flutist and cellist of the ensemble came on stage to play a lesser-known work by Heitor Villalobos, deemed by many to be Brazil's greatest composer. After a 40-year career as an educator and composer in his native land, Villalobos made his first visit to the United States in 1944 and spent the remaining years of his life traveling in America and Europe to conduct and promote his own works and those of other Brazilian composers. It was during those years that he wrote Asobio Ahato, the jet whistle, for flute and cello. The work takes its curious title from an effect presented at the very end, when the flutist blows air directly into the instrument to produce a rushing whistling sound reminiscent of a jet engine. Commercial jet travel was not yet available in the 1950s, when Villalobos was making all those trips to France and the United States. Perhaps this piece is a musical sign of his eager longing for a quicker, more modern means of transportation. Thank you. 
an unusual composition by Heitor Villalobos, Asobio Ahato, the jet whistle, for flute and cello, as performed by flutist Judy Dines and cellist Tahira Whittington, both members of the Ritz Chamber Players. The ensemble completed its concert with one of the large-scale masterpieces for piano quartet, the second of two works written in this genre by Antonin Dvorak. The instrumentation for a piano quartet is piano, violin, viola, and cello. With its fully developed themes and contrasting moods, this quartet is a handsome work of the composer's mature years, written just a few years before his death in 1904. We hear Quartet No. 2 for Piano, Violin, Viola, and Cello in E-flat major by Antonin Dvorak.
We've been listening to the Ritz Chamber Players in concert at the National Gallery of Art, concluding the program they played on February 14, 2010, with Dvorak's Piano Quartet No. 2 in E-flat major. I'm Stephen Ackert, head of the music department at the National Gallery, and it's been my pleasure to bring you this concert in podcast form. I hope you'll soon join me at the gallery on a Sunday at 6.30 p.m. or a Wednesday at noon as we continue the 68-year-old tradition of weekly concerts at the National Gallery of Art in Washington, D.C.